I know nothing he's achieved in his life, but he's nah. a weak gutted dog. <laughs> Coming through, here's the filly. Inspiral has come through, she's grabbed the lead. Inspiral at the 200 is clear. Light infantry is going to be the danger coming through. Erevan's running a blinder of a race. Inspiral in front, she's giving plenty. It's now hands and heels from Dottori. Inspiral, Inspiral wins. Light infantry second, Erevan has run third. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office review podcast. That was the closing stages of the Group 1 overnight. A bit of an Aussie feel too because Light Infantry is set to come to the Eagle, Adam. Yeah, the Jacques Le Marois, the famous Golden Eagle preview. Um, I think the call made that sound a little bit. With the old, the hands and heels and all that carry on, I mean, that was an uninspiring win in a race where we, well, the flop of the week will be in there. Mm. And so, yeah, as much as it's a pretty quiet weekend of racing in terms of big world-class ratings, in spiral runs, I'm saying 120. Yeah. And that's good enough to win without doing an exhaustive search, actually, and we must must admit. But that's good enough to win highest rated horse anywhere on the weekend, 120, beating Light Infantry, Erevan, nice horse. Karibas bombed the kick and was never really in it and state of rest ran poorly. It was a very fast time, but if you, and I'm sure everyone's been doing this, drag up all the um, times at Deauville, you'll, you'll notice the, the fastest times in the last decade or 15 years are... Um, 2022 is overrepresented at the top over overall distances. So the going at Deauville and in France in general and probably in the UK, they've had dry, hot weather. They've been running really fast times. I could only find a couple of handicaps on very quick ground and Moonlight Cloud and Gold Cover were the only faster they went all right. Deauville mile winners and both in this race actually, I think. And in fact, last 10 years, Moonlight Cloud is the very best winner in my opinion anyway. Yep. And I think backed up by facts also the very best winner of this race, and I'm saying in spiral, the very worst. Ooh. Lower than the 10 years prior. It's a, it has been a, a tremendous race. Moonlight Cloud, Palace Pier, Alpha Centauri, Ribchester, Kingman, Excelebration amongst winners. So <laughs> Yeah, she would have got a head Being kick, the worst of those is not, not quite the burn mm. I'm making it out to be. Light Infantry backs up the Jean Pratt second, so a couple of Group 1 seconds, and, and yeah, apparently now looking south, and yeah, he be very interesting 119 it's in the ballpark surely thunderstruck ran 119 Being, last year yeah is that exactly it i think so yeah there you go and there's a nice little he's yet to break the 120 mark mm. yeah he must fit in there somewhere and i should have looked this up but i can't remember horses that have come for the golden eagle have been horses like beat le bon and things like that laws that of indices who'd John Pratt, same sort of form line, but I think Light Infantry can now claim to be a bit better. Mm. So, yeah, he might be the, the best traveller we've, we've seen. And I know Charlie's probably... For the Eagle. For the Eagle, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Settle. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's not quite grand era. Yeah, no, he he's certainly created a little bit of interest there because I think we and I'm again flying off the top of my head, but are we saying that's up for grabs? The the Golden Eagle. This Vanimo is presumably looking to right the wrong of last year's Cox Plate. Then it's a little bit thin underneath him. That three year old group turn four, so that race must be up for someone who can come out of nowhere and light infantry would fit that bill. Yeah, I think you'll find. Your good friend Elation, his favourite. Ah, yeah. So that's where the eagle stands at the moment. Well, he's a. I mean, he is a very nice prospect. Yeah. But he has no form like this. No. No. So he hasn't run in a you know, ninety-four second flat Jacques Lamarwa and run a place. That's a that's um, established at a much higher level. For all that, Elation looks very pretty. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got him, the mighty Atorius there, converge. Well, Atorius will. Surely stick to sprint trips. Obviously. <laughs> I've been away for two weeks, but I noticed nothing changed. Artorius has been outpaced in another sprint while I'm away. Yeah. And I and Chris Waller's still training two milers to win seven furlong races. And a nice horse too, Oof. mind you. He's gonna be winning <laughs> He's quite more. good at it. <laughs> He's gonna be winning more races, surefire. SB owner in the market, but she will be kept to sprint trips as well. Modern games SB owner won't go there. God, it's a lot of money. No, I think sprint trips is what I've read. Then you've got Fangirl. She'd be hard to beat after winning the Epsom. And then Gypsy Goddess going first up. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. Neither do I. Do you know it's funny? Yankee Rose gets thrown up as a reason why he should do it. as like because he was able to run second in a golden slipper first up. So he's mm. a very skilled trainer. And that's true because there is obviously some skill to producing a horse first up to run second in a golden slipper. But I, the counter to that is he ran second mm. in a golden slipper first up. And Yankee Rose was a better horse than Capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> so did running first up there cost her winning? I would say the yes. Golden Slipper? So you can view that as a positive for this whole idea. Or you could flip it. And I do flip it and think, give it a run. Racing is a racing is a really good idea. You won't get a better setup than the Epsom. It's perfect for the Eagle. I think I we've think touched on it before. The other one is that it, and then everyone leans back on the, you know, it's it's doing the right thing by the horse and being patient. But I think there is a balance between patience and practice and is it doing the right thing by the horse going into a race like that for $38 trillion first up with, you know, it'll be helter-skelter, right, surely. Is that the, <coughs> is that the right thing by the horse? The horse wouldn't, a, wouldn't practice be a, a good idea for that? It's like saying, you know, we'll do the right thing by our footballers by not doing a pre-season. Give them time. Yeah. We're very fortunate in the sense we get to beat this drum with Winks being the prime example. So she had a deep autumn, then raced through the winter and created her essentially by racing her she learned how to race and yeah practice is really important but in every sport elite stable so i'm not going to question no they are they are but yeah surprising that they would do that because surely just give her a tick over i mean they do this for the kosciuszko as well so no one goes into the tj first up or the everest first up but then we put all the money on for the kosciuszko and then everyone wants to go into it first up you know why that is because they don't want to lose. And then, re- like, the whole game is built on hope. Yeah. You don't want to dash your hopes before you've even yeah, got there. True. I know. If you don't run, you can't get beaten. <laughs> <laughs> that should be uh, the slogan for every horse at stud at the moment. The biggest flop comes up in the same race. Yeah, same race. State of rest, rated 127 in the lead up. I thought he travelled well into the race. Got beat a furlong, 9.8 lengths to be exact. 
first run at a mile prior to winning in the US last year? Did he just run a stinker? What does it mean for him, do you think? Yeah, well, I'm saying he was 24 pounds off his best. Others will say further than that, actually. And I, I think you can only put it down to just having a bad day. It is a very different scenario for him, certainly than the, the Prince of Wales, which was slowly run. But we know that he can handle high pressure. Mm. Um, but this was on pretty quick ground. Of course, it was still listed as Bon Supel. <laughs> as it always yeah, is. Good to I think Supel is more flexible than soft. Okay. But it's still saying that there's, I mean, realistically, this is firm ground. They're, okay. fly, they're flying. Yeah. And he's up there forcing that pace a little bit and maybe a very quick mile isn't what he wants. He wants a, you know, a different test to that. So you could be a little bit forgiving. And, I mean, hell, we know he's better than this, right? He's done He's done it in four four countries. So there's plenty of evidence now to to know that state of rest is better than this and, and this was just a, a bad day. So um, I don't know what the game plan is between mm. now and the Cox Plate, but hopefully we'll see him again and, and back in form somewhere between now and the Valley in another clash with Animo. The back to the mile for me, it felt like a prep run for something else anyway. Is that fair or? Uh, no, this is a big mile race. This is one of the big sort of two or three miles in Europe and arguably the world. Okay. Well, not even arguably, absolutely is one of the world's. Uh, I rattled off the winners before. So it's similar same. to the Chelmsford Stakes. Yeah, very similar. It's got very... um. Villiers vibes, <laughs> you know, midsummer mile, <laughs> gong Villiers, that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. So no, that's no, not right. No, he, yeah. He's here to win this. Like yep. this isn't you don't you don't turn the wheels over in in this race. And even the way they rode him was they rode, they yeah, rode him was to there. win this race. Yeah. Um, and it's worth a lot of money and prestige. That all important prestige that mm. they've got over there. Actually, I shouldn't say that. France have got money as well. No, I think. I don't think there's a lot to add other than horses have bad days, including in Spiral, who ran an absolute stinker at Newmarket before this and turned around and won on the back of it. I love backing horses of zeros, as you know. I was going to say, yeah, you'll be looking at fine state of rest on next time. It's going to be appealing somewhere, I would think. The Colin Morikara Award, which jockey flushed it this weekend, went to friend of the show, Craig Williams, aboard Felicia. All the talk around on Common James out of the race. We'll touch on him in a second, but... Craig's effort to get her to finish that close, he flushed well, it. Yeah, he's done really well to set up what was a really good time, as you would expect. The winner's a very, very good horse, Uncommon James. And, yeah, Felicia, off an injury-enforced layoff as well. She's done – it's a great training performance as well to come back and, and get pretty much back to the best she's ever been. Not better, but back to, to where she was. And I think you would have had, you know, 18 months off the scene and I assume – I didn't actually read up on this, but I assume there was an injury that's enforced that 18 months. But she's back – Right in form here, running fourth and given a pearl up by Craig, who then turned around and strictly by the numbers, he has to win it for Felicia. But um, things went pretty well for him on Mr. Brightside as well, and he won the feature, and he's been riding unbelievably well. And I had a look since May 1. He's been improving horses by three pounds that he switches on to, and his impact value of 2.62 is the best in Melbourne. Um Although I did know that Damien Lane has come back from Japan and slotted right back in there as well. And Ben Mellum's... Ben Mellum is flying, yeah. yeah. He's going good. So in terms of winter winter numbers, Craig is, is up there. Jamie Carr's still doing Jamie Carr things as well, but Craig is riding at the absolute top of the game. It's actually um, between those four, Lane, Williams, you know, Williams on song, Lane, Carr and Ben Mellum, that's a, um, that's a big quartet. And B. Shin to join. And you're forgetting Ollie. Yeah, well, yeah. Not up to him. Not up to him. <laughs> He's past it. 
That's the soundbite for <laughs> Damien Oliver is not up to him. Just on Uncommon James, we're we're sort of waiting for a horse to emerge, aren't we? Could he be that? Uh, when you say emerge, in to emerge to where? From where to where? Could he be elite? Define elite. So could he be in the Everest? Or he could be in it. Yeah, I don't mean win it. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> you know the thing is we need horses. Mm. We can't keep having Nature Strip beat up on Eduardo. Actually, There's got to be someone else there. Yeah, I don't see him as one of those. Okay. But you never know. Yeah. Because there would have been a time when Eduardo was probably very much the same and mm. you would have said, I don't see him as one of those. And then yeah. slowly but surely he became one of those. He's one of those, I'm not putting a ceiling on him. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, when we had a little flick just a moment ago, we had a little flick through the winners of this race just to get some context around him. And it's funny you say the Everest because I hadn't actually thought of that at all because I'm thinking he's a Rupert Clark horse. Yeah. But the best winner of this race was in recent, in the last little bit anyway, was Vega Magic. No, don't talk about it. <laughs> Everest winner Vega Magic. He won, right? <laughs> he won. <laughs> he should have, too. Yeah. yeah. That was about 10 minutes before Kevin Tari got mighty bossed. Yeah. What a, what a 10 minutes at the track that was. <laughs> So, but Vega Vega Magic ran 120 plus in this, and he's like 112 with a nice warm yeah, time okay. behind him. He's run 104, 104, 108, 112. So he's going bang bang. Like it's all going really well, but he's still not. This isn't quite Vega Magic form. Yeah, and it looks a lot more be good to your mother. Okay, yeah. style. So Rupert Clark, yeah, yeah, perfect. Who won this race as well, and even Voodoo Lad, who then slowly became even a bit better than that. But and sure, I mean, as I said, he's not one to be putting a lid on. That's for sure. But pff, the the story of the race really is Felicia's beautifully ridden fourth. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm sure that's what people walked away from the track thinking after watching the Regal Roller. Honourable mention to Rachel King. Really good body of work at Rose Hill on Saturday. She won on Oakfield Arrow, led all the way on Rejuna, and couldn't have ridden Canasta any better behind Kalino. A bit stiff, Rachel, mm. not to win the Morikawa, but she was riding very well. I would describe her as one of my favourite Morikawa winners as well for the Sydney Cup ride. That was fantastic, mm. yeah. I mean, it's a long list of my favourite Morikawa winners. I've got them listed on a big board at home, like when you're in the, sitting in a golf club, how they got the club championship. I've got that in my garage at home, just uh, all the Morikawa winners listed. Uh, Sometimes I just sit there and stare, and she's one of my favourites for sure. Should mention, just on Rose Hill, obviously the all the talk was of the perceived bias, but if you do your sectionals and have a look at it more closely on Monday, which is when you should do it, not on the day, and... Yeah, there wasn't really much in it. All the horses that led and ran well or all the horses that were on speed and ran well were just very well rated in front, a lot of good rides. And that brings us to the Taylor Pendrith, the reverse flusher, because there there certainly wasn't many good rides in the last race at Rose Hill on the weekend. J-Mac got away with absolute murder aboard Shades of Rose, resulting in, I think, the five best last 600s of the day were in this race. And we will go a bit easy on Dylan mm. Gibbons because he missed the kick on quick tempo. Yeah, but we're, to we're suggest- allowing one to slide. <laughs> we're allowing one to slide. But to suggest quick tempo was there to win on the weekend is an understatement. Best- what, a, what a name for a Pendrith winner as well, quick tempo. <laughs> Best last, 108642 of the meeting. That horse is airborne. I'm just, I'm a little bit This was worried. the race though. It was the race, yeah. And so he was on the quick backup. It was such a good setup. He's missed the start and he's gone enormous. 28-pound markup, quick tempo. <laughs> Would have made it interesting if he jumped with him. But big friend of the show. We've been beating the drum for a while. But this is to show that, you know, we don't have favourites. Sam Clipperton, what are you doing on the Big Easy? We absolutely have favourites. <laughs> <laughs> but 
we've, we're still happy to belt them when they get it wrong. And the big, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a terrible ride. Twenty three pound markup but for they, the big easy. Yeah, that's a. No, as you say, even was it was there a horticultural reason for horses up on speed winning? Maybe there's there's a lot of other reasons involved as well. But it was certainly the word had got out right. Mm. That so, and then it, and and also the word was out that Shades of Rose was the horse to beat here. So this was all pretty established as we went into the barriers for this race. Shades of Rose is, I dare say she was going to be hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> this two's on chance. Um, and on speed was the, if not biased, so it was certainly not a disadvantage no. to be having a go. No. And everyone. Handed up. Mm. And you yeah. can't say. Speed maps, eh? Put them all in the bin. <laughs> Well, some may argue oh, James went too quick for them, so they couldn't keep up. But he didn't. He went slow for her. For shades of rain. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is all, for most of them, I would say it wouldn't have made a difference. And quick tempo, we're excusing. But the big easy is a bad ride. Yeah. It's a good Pendrith too. That's a good Pendrith. Yeah. He's had a he's had a big six months in Clipperton. But, you know, every, yeah. every now and then Rory hits one OB. And he has... <laughs> He hasn't just hit it OB, he's put it in the car park. Yeah, no, that's a that's that's a two shot penalty you've ever I've seen. That's poor from Sam. Get ready. It's time for around the grounds. Should make mention. Good to have you back. Hope you had a good break. Yeah. And I know you did send me these through while you're away. You love the around the ground segment, but had to hold you back. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I've got I went and um time's on the tar is over. It's over. So I went and I but we've got broom. Ah, beautiful. Sandstormers. <laughs> uh, writes itself. <laughs> Did you? This is amazing. Ombudsman wins the Broom Cup mm. and doesn't even have to produce the best time on the card to win it. It was a very bad time, actually. Yeah. Well, no, not bad, no, but it wasn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not start saying things like bad time. Well, it wasn't good. The mighty Ombudsman. But, I mean, what a Broom. It deserves mention. We can't move on to Around the Grounds until we mention Broom Cup Day because yeah. I've printed it out here. Huge. And I know that you know the Perth Carnival is just around the corner, so it is starting. Can't wait. It is starting to hot up over there. The pinnacles, and you can tell with four time figures over eighty. That is on big. Cup day. That's a big cup day. Yeah. I, you know, it's more evidence that trainers are handy when they set their horses for something, and they've obviously Broom Cup day gets the big red texture on the calendar. Yep. Mountain Ash, the fastest of them, went awesome. Won the class two, and I tell you what, put it in your black book now. 2023 Broom Cup. He's won on Cup Day here. 12 months' time, Mountain Ash. Got to be there. Well, he's run faster time than the Cup winner here. Just has to stay. And they've got – Dan Morton's got 12 months to work with him to build the lungs. Mountain Ash. I'm not sure what price they're betting in the 2023 Broom Cup just yet. I'll bring I assume up. there'd be a lot of percentage in markets at this stage. So I'd be patient. <laughs> but it's – <laughs> You can latch onto something. Look, let's, as a podcast community, let's promise not to knock the price off here in the early markets mm-hmm. and wait until, you know, six months' time. Let's let's all do it as a gang yep. next April. Just launch yeah. into... Next April, we'll be three or four months out, we'll, then we'll know. And the percentages will come down. They'll be betting 106, 107% by April. <laughs> what, in the first three? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Uncommon James was the aforementioned Uncommon James was uh, anything but common at Caulfield. Fastest time figure, so unadjusted for anything, but just 
Bayer style. Yep. 109, the, the time figure there, and he's rated 112 by time form. Fastest he's run? Yeah, although he has been a... Um, he has been in a... Was he around the grounds horse? He's been... Yeah. He's rating the other... He was the third highest three-year-old winner in the off-season. Well, I say off-season. It wasn't up there, of course, but... um. Yeah, the writing was on the wall, but he's run fast time. I think he would have, to try and fit him in, he would have, Mr. Brightside's obviously a better horse than him and has probably gone fractionally better than him, but he would have been bang there in the placings in the Lawrence. Different, yep. different race, very different race, different scenario. So all of that is complete nonsense, but some sort of context fit him in there. Yeah. Best time in Sydney was Surefire, and it was very, very good. What's he winning? It's going to be big, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think – usually, I mean, you know what happens? Hawks come back and wins really well first up in August and everyone starts saying things like Corville Carp and this yeah. and you go, that is you, – you idiots. Yeah. Like, calm down. Yeah. He's won well enough there to be – I think he's run to about 108. Yeah. He'll need to run, say, 120 in a Corville Cup. So he's got 12 pounds to, to find. But half of that's implied by the – not just what he did on the weekend but the way he did it. So half of that's already basically implied – Yep. By how he how he ran to 108, and so yeah, he just needs. Let's just randomly put some lengths on it so it sounds, you know, easier to un easier to comprehend if you like. But like, maybe he just needs to find three lengths in form. And looking at that profile, he just will, won't he? Well, I think to do what he did 1400, he's come back on our ratings better than he's ever been. 100, and 108 looks. At least 115 and maybe 120, and if he's 120, and he'll stay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've I've ruled him out of my uh, early Coonji betting plans. I think he's a bit too good. <laughs> but yeah. There was a Coonji horse. I should before we move on on Saturday, the Road to the Coonji. That can be another segment on yeah. this. We'll get a thing mocked up for that Road to the Coonji. Your favourite part, Uncle Bryn. There were people trying to say that he'd win the Lawrence, and that's not. I don't know. Obviously, obviously, you didn't see his jump out. No. Yeah, he jumped out enormous. Oh, that's because he's a very good horse. Mm. Mm. Form-wise, he's not miles from Shorefire here, and there's actually a bit to like there. So Uncle Bryn goes into the uh, – he can be this week's road to the Coonji horse. Yep. Uncle Bryn. We'll have one of them a week. I'll find two of them a week. So is he going to have a flop leading into it? He'll need to. Oh, God, you desperately hope that he runs a zero in the Headley on the way. <laughs> it's his only <laughs> chance. <laughs> Up in Brisbane – the old boy Tokariki lad, good horse. Yep. Uh, 101, his time figure beating Puntare. Filthy old Batiga was in there. Well, you did show me the replay of Batiga last night and you said couldn't possibly back him anywhere after that. Yeah, he got the... Um, the penalty kick of all penalty kicks. Yeah, he got it absolutely put on a platter the start before that and got his win for Lethal Lee. Lethal Lee. Job done. Where does Lethal Lee sit in the ranks at the moment in terms of our Friedman ranks? Our Friedman power rankings. Power rankings. We know um, who's last. <laughs> Go on. That's <laughs> harsh on Emma. She's doing good. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I mean, Richard's just rocketed to the top, right? Mm. I mean, Anthony and Sam have always been like, that whole setup there at Mornington has just been my favourite yeah. for so long, but I've just got so salty over Artorias that they've been downgraded and I'm so surprised that Richard could train that he's gone to one. Yeah. Is that <laughs> it's a solid one-two yeah. punch. <laughs> Calypso Rain won the spring stakes in Adelaide and did run the best time on the car, but only just. It doesn't look a great time. And unfortunately, Behemoth's quest. He's gone, right? Three, no, it doesn't look that way. His quest for three in a row. He was clearly not right last prep, Behemoth. I don't think he's back. No. Yeah, no no three in a row for, for Behemoth. And Calypso Rain lands three in a row wins. 
and is going really well, rated 106, but I don't think he's better. He's 106. That's him. And the only way is down would be my suggestion. He looks more Mio Dio among spring stakes winners than the last few, which have been really good. Dollar for dollar beat Hard Empire, who's now a missile winner, <laughs> four years on. How? Dallas Ann beat Scales. Oh, that's a race. Behemoth beat, turned around and then beat Dallas Ann, and then Behemoth beat Bo Rosser, and Kemmel Pass has been punching in there as well. So it's been a good race. I'd say it's had a, um, a golden era, spring stakes. And on Saturday, we saw that golden era. Come to a close. <laughs> Is that the race Happy Trails always to kick off in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Trails would run there or maybe the there and then the Penny Edition, mm. something like that. Uh, no Happy Trails here. But anyway, yeah, the, the golden era of the Spring Stakes has come to a um, to a halt. But there'll be another one around the corner. And then over to the Wild West. As we said, well, I mean, Broome, we've already been there and we've mm. seen the, the real feature race and the featured card in the West on Saturday and the Broom Cup, but uh, Neradio wins the Belmont Newmarket, mm, the, on, the entree to the Broom Cup. Just loving the wet tracks over there at the moment, which is making betting in Perth quite difficult at this stage because all your form generally is built on firm tracks and then now we're getting thrown in all these wet tracks and some horses haven't seen a wet track in ever and all of a sudden they find form because it's a little different to the swamp in Sydney in the sense that you generally have seen horses on the wet before. Yeah. So you've got a base, whereas in Perth there isn't. And so I've generally been giving it a miss, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, just racing really well and we relishing the conditions. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I am... Uh, the bare but, minimum is your honesty. Mm, but looking forward, obviously, to the pinnacles at the end of the year. Who isn't? Who isn't, exactly. Now, the beauty... Of the Bruce McAvaney Award winner, one for the future. The future's tonight. Yeah. Running in race four at Dovell. Al Hakeem. Dovell. Raced. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pronounce Brie Guillon Dionano? No. The Prix Guillaume Dionano. <laughs> I've only had a quick little look at some early markets here, but Miss the Cut comes up favourite for George Bowie. Yep. Or Bowie. <laughs> don't <know. laughs> I don't see how that's the case at all, and Al Hakeem looks. Odds on to me. And Al-Hakim is a really, really good horse. This is a valuable race. This is another one that's got an honour roll, this one. Yep. Mishriff won this, among others. New Bay won it. Uh, Sotsas won it. Ooh, yeah, okay. It's, um, Real race. Yeah, and there's some uh, Rouget names in there. Al Manzor won it for Rouget. And Al-Hakim started shorter than Videni in, for the same stable in the derby. Yep. And ran really well in fourth. He'd won the trial like a bomb. Figures great. That French derby is it's the best classic in Europe. The Brits Happy with it. The yep. Brits will never if you look at the last half a dozen years, the French derby is just destroying everyone else and it, it will make a lot of purists sick because they um Well the Epsom Derby, what's the last good winner? Desert Crown about three months ago. But he hasn't gone on, has he? Well he hasn't been seen since, but I promise no. you he was a good winner. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. The I'm form sure. hasn't really raced on. They've had it has been slim pickings afterwards, whereas the French Derby Dropped the distance, upset everyone, and has just produced. Well, it's not producing our courses, so this is still upsetting people. Yep. So they, you know, they want to turn their nose up at it. But my goodness, it's producing good horses. And Al Hakim, who ran fourth there at four to one, ran an absolute screamer. And I think if he runs up to that form, he will make Miss the Cut. I mean, Miss the Cut won a Ascot handicap in good time by a space. Very nice horse. It's a very different ball game to small field France. 
and maybe it's maybe it's not exactly what Al Hakim wants either. But Al Hakim's he's Al's on chance in that. Yep. I don't I don't understand how he how you could mark it up otherwise. I mean, you can mark him odds on, and he gets beat. Okay, he gets beaten, but I I don't understand the logic. Interesting to note. So Tab and Sports better price up the first three races. Yeah, you have to look at the European markets. Yeah, so I think is it two sixty? I don't know why. I mean, I, I assume that they'll they'll put the rest of the card up because yeah. we looked at that just before, and I was like, oh, this thing isn't favourite. It should be. But for our listeners that actually want to back it tonight, there isn't a market we can get on in Australia at the moment, unless you're on Betfair. So mm. watch and wait for that. But at the Call moment, Glenn Munsey direct. Yeah, Muns, what are you doing? But at the moment, it would be around two sixty, right? That's what the UK books are at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly where they're at. 13 to 8, 262. So keep an eye on that market for tonight. It'll be around midnight. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a good race and he's a good horse. So even beyond just having a bet, he's a he's an exciting horse to follow. And that form, the Vedeni form, just continues to work out, as you would imagine, really, really well. But yeah, there's there's a good horse going around and hopefully that all sets up and he, he runs his race. But um, the other thing is Bruger had last night Erevan's run third in the Marois with a lesser base. And run, I reckon, to about 118. He's got Vedeni, obviously, and, and Lasso won the uh, the 2000 metre listed race for three Launched hours. late, that thing. Launched, and that's yeah. out of the same, that's out of the jockey same club form. as well. Yeah, and he was no Al-Hakim. Of course, this race is the better race. That was sort of the um, we're not quite good enough for tomorrow night race that Lasso won. But um, as you said, won it well and ran to about 110. Erevan's improved and run out of his skin to run 118, so it's not like Rouget's not... Firing, and this is a race on the Rouget roster. So um, he's got Vedeni as well, of course. Decent little squad. Not Jean- bad. Decent little squad, Jean-Claude. It's funny because, you know, in the old line, if you think you got more than one derby horse, you haven't got one. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah, well, he had one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, they, you know, the betting sort of thought the other way. Mm. I think that's been – I don't think we're sitting here saying that the SP tells me that our Keem's as good as Vedeni. It's not, but he doesn't, um, he doesn't have to be that good. No. So looking forward to that tonight. We'll be hitting refresh so we can get on. But yeah, around midnight tonight at Deauville. Good to have you back, mate. Back in the swing. Yeah, you're Do meant to reply, but don't worry. I'll just keep talking. Do you want a closing up. remark? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back with the punters preamble on Thursday. Wink stakes. The good horses are back. Looking forward to it. But imagine Animo is probably going to be odds on and kicking off his campaign toward the Cox Plates. Hopefully he does well. Odds on. He's got to be Forbidden Love and Profondo. Okay, that's on. Yeah, he has to be. I know James sent him for other things, but he should be able to round them up. And we get another look at the swamp form with Forbidden Love. Is she gone? <laughs> I've had enough looks. 